0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Knee Slapping K-pop podcast. Uh today it is I, Lucas, and I am joined with Kayla.
1: Hello.
0: Maria. Hey, Sammy. Hi. And today we have our first ever guest on the podcast, and this is Tucker. Oh also Tuck. Um, and he is most uh, famously known as one of the mods on r slash kpop. You can go ahead and introduce yourself, give some extra information if you
2: want. Thank you. Feel free to call me Tuck or Tucker. Either one works. And yeah, I'm one of the mods on r kpop. And on r kpop, I mostly work on organizing the Reddit AMAs that we do. So we host a lot of AMAs with a lot of kpop artists. And in my role as a moderator, I spend a lot of time uh, reaching out to different Korean entertainment companies, working with Western publicists, working with different influencers, and just trying to get people to come onto our site and talk to our users. Uh, k pop is one of the largest Western, if not the largest Western uh, K-pop forum uh, where people can come, discuss K-pop. Uh, and it's, a lot of people use it as a news aggregator as well, if you're unfamiliar with it. People just come to rkpop pop and they can check out and see what the latest K-pop news is from a variety of sites that all gets aggregated onto our homepage. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Um, So you might also know me from KCON where I've been a special guest there for the past two years at KCON New York and LA and where I posted panels on things like behind the scenes of online K-pop communities and also panels about breaking news and scandals in K-pop with a lot of K-pop journalists.
3: Also, um, before we get into it, you might notice that Dan is not on this episode which it's usually not uncommon for us to be missing from the episode. But Dan but... is not going to be around for a little bit
4: because Dan has been hit by a truck.
0: That's, that is the truth. And we
3: say that with full okay. seriousness. That's actually Dan true. Dan yeah. hit was... by a truck. Yeah.
0: I, I can speak for this as you know, the person who probably knows him best is, uh, he was walking home from work uh, on his unicycle, well, riding home from work on his unicycle. Cause that's a is truth. That thing he does? That's okay. the truth as well. Um, and, uh, he saw a car coming down the road, saw him, like, very, very far away, was like, hmm, it's fine, and the car proceeded to run a red light, and then hit him and threw him
4: 50 50 feet,
0: feet. and, uh, he's fine, he's fine, he's fine, he's fine, he, uh, fractured, uh, his hip, hip. and got a very bad concussion, and obviously bruises all over, but besides that, he He is is alive and well, yeah, he's (laughs) alive and well.
3: All things considered, he walked him around, or he like. He he's he's definitely page still
0: page. alive, and you yeah. know, not dead or paralyzed. So, he will uh, be
3: back.
2: You all live surreal lives. We have totally. If oh, you, you if you go that. through the
0: stories that the knee slappers have aggregated about our lives, there's some there's some oh boy
4: There's some stories.
2: I just also wanted to say that uh, I'm really happy to be talking about social media here, as that's what I've talked about the most at KCon in. The kind of behind the scenes of online K-pop communities panels that I've done, where we talk about the different websites that Western fans use to interact with K-pop online, and how that's developed over the past few years, and what the current kind of picture is of K-pop on social media, and what kind of communities exist out there for the fans.
1: Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: So I think we're going to go ahead and start. Um, but actually, before we start, we I kind of just want to know a little about you and your like K-pop journey. So, can you just let us know like how long have you been listening to K-POp and what your favorite groups are? And just a little bit of overview about like you know, where you, how you came your into opinions. K-pop? And yeah, just mm-hmm. how, how, how much do we like you? So the, the, just just you know yeah, no, no pressure. No Didn't pressure.: but.
2: Absolutely. Um, so I first started listening to K-pop in 2012, and the first K-pop music video and song that I ever heard was "Oh" by Girls Generation. Oh my um, god,
5: that was me too, I'm not even kidding you, O was my first K-pop song ever. O was,
2: o was my first K-pop song and someone
5: really sent
2: it yeah. um, or posted it on an anime forum that I was on. So yeah, so in 2012 I was 13 years old, so that was the first time I was exposed to K-pop. Um, and so O and I saw O and I saw G. And those are the mm-hmm. first two K-pop music videos I saw in January 2012. And then I didn't listen to any K-pop until Gangnam Style came out. And after Gangnam Style came out, I was like, hmm, remember those K-pop music videos that I, I listened to? Um, and I was kind of more interested in learning more about it. And it was actually through the channel, the YouTube channel, Eat Your Kimchi, that oh, I, yes, yes,
5: I remember them
2: learning like a um, lot about I guess, kind of a very beginning knowledge of of K-pop. And I kind of was only just introduced to K-pop for the first couple um, months, I guess for the first year really, through whatever Eat Kimchi was covering and on their own chart aggregator, which they used to have on their website. Mm -hmm. So I used to like obsess over their charts and like see which songs they would cover for K-pop Music Monday and stuff like that. Um, But I was a huge Eat Kimchi fan back in like 2012, 2013. Um, and I was a really big, my favorite group back in 2013, um, and I followed them from their debut was Ladies' Code. Um, and I was a huge Ladies' Code fan. They were, like, the one group that I would always make sure to, like, watch all of their content, and when the Ladies' Code accident happened in 2014, Mm -hmm. I kind of fell out of touch with K-pop for a while. Um, Mm -hmm. it, it was also... Uh, you know, I, I was starting in high school, and um, for a couple years, I really wasn't listening to that much K-pop in 2014 and 2015. Um, so the the joke on my my friends is there's a song from 2015. I, like, more often than not, just don't know it. Strangely enough, it's like a massive mm. gap in yeah. my K-pop. I'm trying my best to, like, listen to as many songs from 2015, and it's something that I've been doing over the past couple years, which just, like catch up on what I missed. And then in 2016, I went with the American government to Korea on a state department run program called the National Security Language Initiative for Youth. Um, So basically they'll fund students to like even pay, we got paid actually to learn Korean um, for a summer. And that's kind of how I started learning Korean. And when I was there, like I who had K-pop knowledge mostly from 2013, not going to lie, um, I was, like, nine muses everyone, and then they were like, no, it's all about, you know, EXO Monster and, like, <laughs> bang, bang, bang. <laughs> um, and there were a bunch of K-pop fans there, and ever since I got back from that summer I spent in Korea um, in 2016, I've just been really <laughs> deep and nonstop into the K-pop world. It was after then that I ended up becoming a moderator on... Um, RK pop, and I started organizing the AMAs for RK pop in the beginning of 2018. Um, my favorite groups nowadays are GFriend and Luna, um, and I know that you all like your boy groups, so I will say mm-hmm. that my favorite boy groups are TXT and Victon. Uh, Those are good. Those are
1: good,
5: good. groups. Good yeah. choices. Good quality. Good I am the Luna fan of this That's crowd over
1: here. So you are. You are. Someone
5: mm-hmm. has we have one.
1: We have and, one.
2: Yeah. Gfriend would be my 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 favorite group so because i had gone to korea and i had done an intense language course and i kept studying um when i became a moderator on K-pop, i was probably the best korean speaker they had so that's how i kind of fell into being the one who was always communicating um, with the companies and the entertainment companies Um, and also i've learned a lot of business korean not just from doing that but also talking to my Korean friends at university. Um, so I'm a university student now, and uh, I have a lot of f- friends from Korea, and we work together sometimes on the business emails to make sure that we are kind of expressing the best, um, you know, selling our tape up the best to encourage artists to come onto our site um, and interact with our users. So my friends really don't get enough credit in helping me write the emails um, and just spell-checking them and making sure that you know, I'm representing my best face to JYP Entertainment, which is so stressful.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I imagine that would uh, be, like, a little nerve-wracking. Yeah, that sounds very
5: stressful. (laughs) That sounds kind of sketch. Seriously, though, you actually have to literally talk to representatives from JYP face-to-face. Like, like, not in person, but, like, through, Mm -hmm. like, email or something, or... Yeah yes that's impressive honestly yeah a
2: couple because actually so when we did the day six ama that was through hello82 so i wasn't talking directly with people from JYP. Mm-hmm. but when we organized the ama for park jimin from 15 and
1: mm-hmm. when
2: mm-hmm. she was still under JYP entertainment that was one of the most stressful experiences of my life because we were talking oh. to her managers and her management team from JYP. um mm-hmm. <laughs> and Sometimes we, when I'm organizing the AMAs, we're doing all the organization in English. So I'm emailing them in English. Um, whoever I'm organizing with, oftentimes a publicist will speak English. you know, um, they're like they are an English-speaking publicist. Um, mm-hmm. sometimes I'm speaking to the Korean staff in English as well. But sometimes, um, I am doing the entire organizational process in Korean emails back and forth with people. Um, and that is always a bit nerve-wracking, because sometimes yeah. there are yeah. little bits of miscommunication. And I can tell one of those stories, if you guys would like, about um, some miscommunication that I've had. Let me know when, because I don't know exactly how you want to structure whoa, whoa, whoa.
4: this. Well, we, we've transitioned over into the AMAs, so okay. we definitely have okay. Has, okay. So okay. I guess we can just start with, how do the AMAs, like, what is the process? Like, how, mm-hmm. who goes into contact with whom? Like, how? what happens?
2: It's really just a huge mix of things. So when we were first starting off with the AMAs um, and when so RK-pop had some AMAs before I started um, organizing AMAs in 2018 but those AMAs were mostly situations where a one-off Redditor came to um, the moderators at the time and wanted to specifically promote a group. So where the moderators of RK Pop had been contacted by a company or a publicist or like by My Music Taste, which still happens to this day, um, and were asked to if a group could do an AMA. And some amazing organ- AMAs were organized that way, um, like back in 2014, 2015, 2016, like with Mamamoo and with New East and with Card. They're all AMAs that were organized before my time organizing them. and. When I started as a moderator, I was like, "We have this amazing platform. We have hundreds of thousands subscribers. Lots of other subreddits host AMAs with really important, you know, Western actors and musicians um, and celebrities. I don't see any reason why we shouldn't be actively trying to get K-pop stars, even if there is a language barrier, to come on um, or K-pop." And there are also so many English speaking idols. So very often when we're targeting someone to try to get them to JNMA, we are often trying to find people or groups that have at least one English speaker or we'll ask soloists who are English speakers to do it. So how it started when I was first there is I just started like DMing idols and companies on Instagram and trying to find listed like emails, on websites and kind of pitch the idea of a Reddit AMA to them by talking about things like our viewership stats and our user base and how many monthly users we had and kind of the audience that they could expect to have if they were to come on our K-pop and do an AMA. It's not just about the the time itself, like the hour or two that an artist might spend, but it is a lot of essentially free promotion for artists and and groups and influencers when they come do it because what will happen is we will pin the announcement to the front page of RK-pop for a couple days before the AMA happens and then after the AMA happens we'll pin the AMA itself so just to make sure that our users are able to see kind of what is one of RK-pop's kind of few exclusive content offerings which are the AMAs. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Since um, we you know we're DMing people a lot to get them to do the AMAs um, we ended up getting more traction. Um, I got to know after I went to KCON in summer of 2018 um, and was on one panel, I got to know a lot of people kind of who were more industry insiders and used connections that I made through KCON to get other AMAs. So some of the AMAs come from that. But there are still AMAs that come from just us, like cold emailing people. Um, and then, after I would say around the beginning of 2019, we actually started to get more people reaching out to us and contacting us, interested in doing an AMA. So some of the best AMAs that we've had are through people reaching out to us, or kind of a a longstanding contact that we've developed um, with someone who is constantly feeding um, artists to us when they are representing someone, um, and then we can basically do an AMA for that artist, but more importantly, it's for our users. The first thing that we really think about when we you know, agree to do an AMA with someone on our K-pop, is whether or not that artist has fans on our site, right? Mm-hmm. There's no point in us doing an AMA if the artist doesn't really have any fans, and they're not going to be getting any questions from the users on our site. So that's kind of our vetting process with deciding who we're going to do an AMA with. And luckily for us, most of the people that come to us um, or that we reach out to are, you know, K-pop soloists or K-pop groups. And inevitably they have fans on our site because we're, you know, the K-pop it. there's fans of all sorts of groups um, on our site. Uh, and yeah, so we've been really lucky that more and more people have been reaching out to us to organize stuff, but it is still just a big combination of us reaching out to people connections that we have, reaching out to them, and hearing from them if any of the groups that they work with um, are interested in doing an AMA, and then just sometimes getting random emails from groups asking if they can do an AMA.
3: So we're um, really big fans of CARD on this podcast, if
2: people didn't
3: pick up on that by now. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we had talked beforehand, and you had said that you had organized um, one of the CARD AMAs. So... Uh, do you have any fun stories or anything from that? Or
2: I can talk about it. So we had a yeah. series of AMAs. Some of our actually most well-known AMAs probably are the ones that we organized with Hello82. And your listeners might be familiar with Hello82, um, which is quite a prominent um, YouTube channel aimed at Western fans of K-pop um, mm-hmm. that launched in the beginning of 2019. So when Hello82 was first launching, um, we had a connection who was working there, and we were able to organize some of their first content that they were doing, um, which is actually that they would video artists, or rather film artists, doing AMAs on our site um, as kind of a precursor to their now existing um, Q&A series. They've kind of cut us out. but. Only a little salty. <laughs> but we, we organized a series of AMAs with uh, Hello82 where the artists would come into their studio, um, fill the AMA, and that their staff members would do the translation for the artists. And then, of course, um, the questions would be coming from our user base and the answers would be posted on, on our site. Um, and our users would have the benefit of not only getting to have their questions answered by artists. I realize we never actually explained what an AMA is. It's an ask me anything. So um,
0: I, we can, it, it's kind of self-explanatory. I suppose I it is. Most it's, of our viewers have probably seen at least that, you know, the Hello82 ones or Q and A's in general. Or
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's basically just a Q and A where Reddit users will get to ask questions to their favorite, you know, idols Person and, or, you know, well, in uh, any influencers context, and stuff like, like that. Yeah, our um, like AMA so,
0: doesn't exist or like IA yeah. that kind of stuff. So But if you're not a
2: Redditor, I realize you might be unfamiliar with the term AMA, but it just means ask me anything. So yeah, mm-hmm. before before Hello82 did their more recent kind of um, Q&A series that they host with idols, they have one now where they do like a um, relay Q&A thing, which I think is really cool. Um, it's a great idea. Um, we, we did a lot of um, AMAs with them where the artists would go in, they would film, a couple other content, they would generally film other content while they were at Hello82, in addition to filming um, an AMA. And the AMA takes about an hour um, of their time to answer the questions. They would live translate, they would answer the questions. And um, from our side, basically, when we were organizing those with Hello82, it was great, because they would say, we have this artist coming in, can are you guys interested in doing an AMA? And it would be like card or day six, and we'd be like, yes, absolutely. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> we'd love to do an AMA. Um, but the only struggle with that is because they were coming in kind of during normal work hours um, in Korea. We had to do, and of course, I live in the UK, and you know, a lot of our moderators live in Europe actually, and a couple of them live in um, America. We were announcing the AMAs at like all sorts of weird times for us, and they were happening at like all sorts of weird times. So I was like, I think I was asleep during the actual like happening time of the card AMA. A. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I got to hear a lot about it and like how it went, um, from my connection who was working at Hello82 at the time when we were doing the AMAs with them. Unfortunately, after my friend who was working there left, we haven't been able to do more AMAs with, um, with the Hello82 team, but it was really a great partnership for us because um, that's actually one of the reasons why a lot of groups have reached out to us. They're like, we saw the AMA thing that you did with Hello82, can we do something similar? And we're like, well, you can't really record it for you like a video anymore, but like, if you still want to come talk to our users, we're definitely still available. And that has worked out, out for us a couple of times, so. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. about the card AMA specifically, that was just one that we organized with, um, Hello82, I remember it being like a really quick turnaround because when they were first launching, they were like really unsure what artists they were going to get in their doors and which ones would be willing to do an AMA. So Card had done an AMA previously on our K-pop back in 2017 when they first started out and I wasn't involved Mm -hmm. in organizing that because it was before I was a moderator um, on the subreddit. Um, So I know that when they did the AMA, they were, and, and I think in the AMA video, they do shout out to the fact that they had done one before and that they were, excited to be back for their second one which is always nice to hear um and i think my friend who was working there at the time is a big fan of JSof, so
0: really i'm a big fan of to, i think
2: to see i him think there.
0: That, i think the other people in this podcast know how big of a fan of jsof i am yeah yeah, oh, you yeah. Are.
3: yeah. yes you and are. all
0: of the members of card i love them all. we
3: love we love card on this podcast yes. we do we Good have card. a card counter on this podcast yes, it's not do. been I updated
0: card. in a minute but it's it's, mm-hmm. it's like updated now it out. Car Yeah. Boom. There go. <laughs> hey, um,
5: actually, Tuck, I got a question for you. Um, Card Counter
2: 82.
5: Oh.
0: Probably. <laughs> it's not probably far
5: I'd... off. Around that.
0: It's close. It's very close. You're <laughs> not probably. you joke, Please. but
5: you joke. Actually, I do have a question about um mm-hmm. the Gon Sonyo um ones. Because I know Lena did one by herself, if I'm not mistaken. And then I think as a group they did one together. I'm curious yes. how that one, those ones came about.
2: Okay, (laughs) So I'm I'm a big fan of them. I'm trying to remember how I organized the first one. I can scroll back through my email, but that was one that I organized um, through a long series of emails back and forth with their management team. I think that might've been one of the ones where we just like emailed their publicly listed email um, with kind of a pitch about doing an AMA. And I normally write the pitches when I'm writing these emails to companies, and I write it, I send the email with the the same message in English and Korean to just give them the opportunity to respond to me in whatever language they want to respond <laughs> to me in. Um, and I'm like, please English, because then it's easier for me to write back emails. But I got, you know, an email, an interested email back in Korean, and it ended up being about, I think, a series of 22 back and forth emails in Korean. Um, Government Sony really makes me practice my Korean because they we always write a lot of emails back and forth. Um, but organizing both the solo AMA for uh, Lena and also the group AMA that we had earlier this year have been really like nice, smooth processes. And actually, with the, I mean, both of them are quite. Inter- there's interesting stories behind both of them. Um, one thing that I was unsure <laughs> when we were organizing the first one, I kept trying to ask them, and I think you know, a classic, like, me struggling to understand exactly what's going on, um, was we're trying to figure out if it was the first it was going to be the whole group or if it was just going to be Lena. <laughs> and then, like, a couple days before we had to announce it, they're like, we think it will just be Lena, because she's the only one who really speaks English. And we're like, okay, <laughs> cool. <laughs> um, and we did that one with her, and actually... So when like the AMA gets posted and stuff like that, um, and when the announcement gets posted, I have to like, approve the thread. And then also like, we try to coordinate our social media posts. So like, as soon as it's posted, I have to like post on our Twitter and our Instagram, letting our followers know on our Twitter and Instagram that the AMA is happening. So Mm -hmm. I was on vacation with my family in Berlin when the first one was happening. (laughs) We were at like a deli. And I like had to s- excuse myself to like go to the bathroom and like post from like the bathroom at a Berlin deli, like <laughs> the Twitter and the Instagram post Good for job. Lena's AMA. Um And then the second one that we did in May this year with the whole group um, happened at a pretty like normal hour uh, where I was staying for lockdown. So I mean, it was it was in May. It was like over lockdown mm-hmm. in the UK. Um, as maybe not previously mentioned here, I live in the UK, but I am American. Um, so I was in I was in the UK. I think it was at like 8 p.m. Um, Korean time, and so it was 12 p.m. noon here in the UK um, when it started. And I don't know why I'm talking so much about just actually starting it. So the interesting story about that GWSN AMA. Is that it was the first time we basically told the artist because we really wanted to have the whole group instead of just Lena this time because we knew that they were keen and that the company like understood the value of doing the AMAs and really liked like how it had worked last time. Um, so two things we even offered them like you know if you want to do a video like here are ways that you can do a video to go with your AMA. And we're like no we really like like the text-based format and like interacting with your users in a text-based format which is great because it makes it like kind of simpler for us in a way. But I think it is also fun when, when our users get a video. Um, but one thing that we told them to try to encourage them to let all of the members do it was that we would be available to translate the answers from Korean into English. So we we can't really translate the answer the, the questions that they're getting from English into Korean, right? Because there's too many questions. They just kind of have to mm-hmm. pick and choose the ones that they can understand. So we we're like, we'll translate the answers from Korean to English. And by we, I mean I translated the answers from, oh, no. from oh, no. Korean like, like, oh, oh, no. to English. We should a hundred answers. Oh my god. Oh no. I, Wait I, you like, hunger
5: down was, for that.
2: I mean, I was just on and this was like a couple of weeks before my final exams as well. Oh Oh, geez. Geez.
1: oh my and, god. And,
2: Good job. Um and I literally i think i translated maybe like 70 answers or something like that and i was like oh my god i'm like lagging behind and i'm having to use a dictionary for like some of the words and just trying to figure out what they're saying um because my korean isn't perfect folks i would say i'm like intermediate plus like right right here right um and
5: don't worry
2: (laughs) and And I'm like, oh God, I'm 10 minutes late. I'm like 30 minutes late, 40 minutes late. (laughs) But it it was worth it because we got them all to to answer. And furthermore, um, we asked them, we suggested that because there's six members of GWSN that instead of just having one account and answering from like one account all at the same time um, on one device, that they just have all of the members log into the same Reddit account from their own devices. So it was a great because each of the members was on their own device answering our questions. So instead of just getting you know oh, one comment nice. every two minutes, we were getting six comments every two minutes. So you can understand how it was building up for me to translate. Yeah, that sounds amazing. overwhelming. Just, um, yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> good because
3: you get more questions, but also that seems like a lot of work for you. For one person. <laughs>
2: So it was it was quite. I mean, yes, it was great having all six of them um, who were active for those promotions answered at the same time. At the same time, though, you know, we're lucky enough. Lena, Mia, who's the Japanese member with the short hair, um, that is probably the most popular one internationally, and I think Minju also um, all answered in English, and it was just Soryong, So-kyong-in, and and who were answering in Korean. So I only had to translate their answers. But it was great because like within the hour they were able to leave like hundreds of comments, which is amazing, Um, which is more comments than we normally get in one hour for an AMA. And I think our users really, really enjoyed that experience. And I mean, we have a really good relationship with their company. So hopefully that we can just continue organizing yearly AMAs with GWSN or whenever they come back because they're great and they're a lot of fun. And I think they enjoy talking to our users. Uh,
4: So Tuck, do you have any interesting stories about either the AMA? or just the organization? I know you mentioned one about some miscommunication.
2: Oh yeah, so I did kind of hint at the story. Um, One of the most terrifying experiences of my life in AMA organization was having to organize an AMA with representatives from JYP Entertainment. So we decided to um, cold email JYP, when they used to have a contact form on their website back in 2018 about suggesting that we would love to have Park Jimin from 15 End, who of course uh, is the longtime host of After School Club on Iro Young TV, um, do an AMA because one of the most prominent, she's one of the most prominent English-speaking idols, um, and she was having a comeback. So we're like, seems like a great opportunity. Um, we know that she'll be able to connect easily with our fans. We won't have to worry about translation. English to Korean, Korean to English. Um, and on, you know, on her show, um, she makes a lot of comments about, you know, wanting to interact more with fans and stuff like that. So we thought it'd be a great thing to suggest. I'm like it's JYP Entertainment, they speak Korean, had to write like a uh, email like saying that we really, really wanted Parchibin to come on, because we did in Korean, and we're like, mm, I don't know if this is ever gonna get picked up by anyone. Um we get an email back like maybe a week later. Um, and we can see because they left the whole like email thread on it that they've been sharing this around departments. <laughs> and it's finally made it to um Perkimans or Jamie, like Jim and Jamie, right? Um uh her management team. And they've emailed us back and they're like, yeah, we're in Korean. And they're like, yeah, we're interested, like please tell us more, like give us more details. So, cue me being like continuously over our entire email series with them, freaking out and not sending it out anything until I've like spell checked it with like two separate of my fluent Korean speaking friends. Because I'm like, I need to make sure this is okay. I need to make sure this sounds right in business Korean. I'm emailing JYP Entertainment. I don't want to jeopardize like any future AMAs that we might be doing with them. Um, so, so nervous about everything, reading all the emails, and classically, you know, everything's going well, and we get to the point where we have to announce the AMA, and normally when we're doing AMA announcements, what will happen is that we'll tell the artist to announce first from one of their social media accounts, so either from their Twitter or from their Instagram, and the reason we do this instead of just announcing the AMA to our users on Reddit um, is because we kind of have to like let the Reddit users know that this is legitimate, that it's real, right? So by having the artist post for, post first on their social media account, it lets our users know that this is actually happening because there's something officially coming from um, the the social media account of the artist. Makes sense, right?
1: Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: yeah. Gotcha. So I sent some examples of some previous AMA announcements to um, Jimin's managers. And I'm like, this is how, you know, um, and announcements are normally done. Could you please like make a post of like this? And we'd like discuss like what time they could do it at, where it would work for us, so we could coordinate our announcements because we want to post at the same time that they do it. It's so basically as soon as they post, we take their social media post and do it as a link post on Reddit so that our users can be linked to their social media post, like as soon as it comes out, basically. Um, so I'm expecting to hear from them. Yeah, we'll post at this time. Um, and like, we're ready to do it. And instead I get an email back from them. And the first thing I notice is that there's a zip file attached to the email. I'm like, why is there a zip file attached to the email? (laughs) And I open it up, open up the zip file before I even try to read the email. And it's just like five completely blank, like no graphics, marked images of Jibben. So yeah, I get all of these images and they're like in the email. So you want to make, you want us to make an announcement. Can you make the image for us? And I'm like, you, you won't. Me to make an image announcement for what do you? No, 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 no you make the announcement. <laughs> so I'm sitting there in my dorm room with my friend on Pixel our Editor, and I'm like, <laughs> what do you think to do if he's going to like? <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> like putting text on it, being like Reddit AMA, part in 15 to end, <laughs> like at this time.
1: I'm it like, I'm not supposed <laughs> to do this.
2: And they're like, okay, you make the announcement, you tweet it out, so I retweeted it from our channel. <laughs> this image, and they retweeted it. So you can go on 15N's channel, like you can go to 15N's official Twitter for back in the day. Back, you can look at autumn 2018, and you can see on their official Twitter feed the image that I edited on Pixlr with my friend in my dorm oh my room. Goodness. Um Announcing. I feel like I need to
4: find this
0: announcement <laughs> <this> right now. <laughs>
2: um, so that was an interesting case of miscommunication, um, That's
1: because amazing. I
2: think that something I said made them think that I would do the announcement for them, <laughs> and also make an announcement photo. Because you know, I don't know. Maybe they think we're not just volunteer moderators, and that we have a massive like team of graphic designers behind us. It's not
4: I feel like they they're just like, oh no, this is how this works. Just a graphic designer on this side. Graphic design, that one of your many talents, took. Yeah. This image,
2: this I'm character. so. I mean, I'm happy to keep going. I don't know, like how long you guys. No, no, um,
4: no. This yeah. is yeah. We okay. can keep going. Um. Yeah. Cool.
2: I want to. I'm having a great time. This could be a two-hour like. Um. I hope you're enjoying the stories. I th- I have I love another these good story. So much. Um.
4: The floor is yours. What's I really?
2: Yours? Do yeah. Yours? What's the other should... dope story? I should really tell you guys about Woolum and our- Oh
0: no.
4: Kayla, oh. we, we do have a Wollum stand. We are a Woolum
0: stand.
2: stand. Uh, okay. We have multiple yeah. Woolum
4: stands. I, Infinite!
2: Infinite! I love Woolum Entertainment so much because they send us the best emails. So I, <laughs> I think it must have- and, and I'm saying this, right? And we've never successfully organized AMA with any of their artists. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> I want to tell you all a story about one of my favorite experiences: um, being a moderator, being one of our AMA coordinators, um, and just kind of, you know, in our in our email account, our sh- our shared um, K-pop separated email account. So it was a bit after um, we had been doing the AMA videos with Hello eighty two, and I think someone from Woolham noticed our videos that we had been collaborating with Hello82 on and reached out to us because we were a platform and they wanted to introduce Willem to us. So we got an email, I think about a year ago um, from someone at Willem Entertainment who was one of their like international marketing people. And it started off like, hi representatives from Reddit K-pop. I am from Willem Entertainment. I'm not sure if you're familiar with us. I would like to take this opportunity to introduce to you our artists currently our artists our main promoting artists are lovelies and golden child and we're very excited about the debut of our upcoming artist rocket punch so it had to be right before rocket punch debut
1: mm-hmm. in that last mm-hmm.
2: august so i guess it was a bit of over a year ago um anyways like the email was phrased as if we had no idea who Willem Entertainment was, That's and amazing. had never heard of Lovelies <laughs> or Golden Child before. Um, cool. And they're also like, we also have another artist, Infinite, but they're currently not doing active promotions. <laughs> <I'm> like,
0: <laughs> I've never heard of you know heard it before. I've never, never heard of
5: Infinite. I've never heard of right to know. They totally did not like, influence my I'm like,
2: I appreciate how polite you are being with this email, assuming that we have never heard of your amazing artists, but like... <laughs> You're i've Will heard of them. <laughs> you're emailing us no, well, like what's going on <laughs> and like of course we know who you are so honored that you're emailing <laughs> us basically um and it came along with the email we got introduction profiles to both lovelies and golden child so they basically sent like their cvs and these are oh these my booklets. <laughs>
1: That Amazing! We have. No, I mean, that, like,
2: that's, that's
1: nice.
0: That's,
2: that's insane. They like list awesome. every like TV appearance that yeah. all of their, Oh my god!
0: so <laughs> many. <that, like, laughs> of the
2: lovelies members and each of the golden child members have had up to that point.
0: How many pages is that?
2: Um, Ooh. it's like there's one page for like each member, and then oh, like wow. some group pages. Oh, my god. So oh, each god. of them are like, I mean, the lovelies one is like maybe ten pages. Um, oh, and it's oh. there's like photos and the text, and it's it's great. But the funny thing is, because they each member has a page, you can see which members they promote more to TV shows and which ones they <laughs> promote less <laughs> to TV shows.
1: Um,
2: anyways, so they were like, and we're like, that's great. We would love to organize an AMA with you. Rocket Punch is debuting. Do you think they could do an AMA with us? And they come back to us and they're like, thank you. Like, they're so polite and all of their emails. It's so nice. And they're like, hmm we don't think Rocket Punch is ready for an AMA. <laughs> and then every time we email them suggesting to do an AMA they're like, mm, probably not this time. And they're like, here's this promotional video for you so you know more about what they're doing. I'm like, okay, but can we promote them like through an AMA? Can, you know, can they come talk to our users? And they're like, mm, not this time. <laughs> like, it's
1: so, so nice. funny.
2: And, and, and to this day, we're still on their email list. So as soon as they announce a comeback, like today, because I, has Golden Child publicly announced their comeback? Was that announced yeah, today? Yeah, I have. So yeah. as soon as they publicly announce their comeback, they send us an email, like, I can oh read God. the one from today. So we got an email today. News, Golden Child is coming back. Like, get oh my watch God. the teaser here. So we're oh on their God. promotional mailing list. This um, sounds
4: exactly <laughs> this is what i expect from woolen this is this, just what, like is exactly, brand for perfect
2: <laughs> i pre- for i will quote sense. the email that i received to you today uh, like immediately when the the um <laughs> the, immediately when it came out hello exclamation point <laughs> 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 i'm jimmy <Jean-Hee. laughs> Jinhee is not the original person we were emailing, but I think she's the new, like, international business person who's been assigned to contact us. Today, I want to tell you an issue. Golden it's Child will issue. come back on October 7th. <laughs> what? <laughs>
1: this is amazing.
2: <laughs> Here is Comeback's forward link, colon, and then the link to the YouTube video. Hope you keep watching on it. Also, I'll keep you updated on this, exclamation point.
3: Oh my god. <laughs>
2: Look forward to it, and all the best. Thanks, Ginny. Oh, I love the
5: enthusiasm. Say hello!
1: They
2: have the exclamation had, like, the most They always email us whenever, and like, we got emails like as soon as Lovely dropped their teasers, we get emails when Lovely's... Um, we get more emails from Woolen nowadays than probably anyone else, because they let us know whenever their artists are doing it. I really appreciate really it. I'm like, okay, but Jinhee, AMA. What about an AMA,
1: though? Nope. <laughs> no nah no nope. nope. can't do that <laughs> that's that not happening so <laughs> 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 oh
5: that's so funny they sound
1: oh, they sound nice they sound, they sound, too. sound no, so nice
2: that sounds exactly like i expect
4: will of management i told
2: myself look lovely's just had a comeback golden Child's coming out having a comeback. i'm gonna try to organize like a call with her because i think if i call her and talk to her about amas Maybe we'll get maybe. something up.
3: We're also debuting a new group, so like yeah, we are time, getting time for Willem Entertainment. Yeah, we are getting drippin'. Dripping.
2: Drippin yeah. <laughs> is 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 a thing so, what a happening. name. We love Willem. I think Willem loves us. <laughs> you don't know it. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> this is a like the
0: <laughs> There's a small um, question mark at the end of that, but yes, we <laughs> maybe. think we do it.
2: Maybe. But yeah, I love emailing Willem. They're
4: it sounds like so great. much fun. So, Tug, like, is there a dream AMA for you? Like, one that you would just kill to have?
2: I mean, what what else can I say besides a G-Friend AMA? I <laughs> okay. so desperately want a G-Friend AMA. I mean, <laughs> okay. I, my my dream AMA goes back and forth between a G-Friend AMA because G-Friend is my favorite group, and I want to, like, pick the members' brains about so many things, um, which is, you know, what we do in an AMA, ask questions, and hopefully get answers. Um, and then, of course, a Luna AMA because Luna's one of my absolute <laughs> favorite groups, and um, the subreddit loves Luna. So, in that yeah, sense, Luna was
1: yeah. Luna was the, voted Luna um, is
2: just our, Luna the fifth most uh, popular group girls. on rk k
5: Oh, um, people would explode on Reddit like, if yeah, that ever
2: happened. It would be last crazy. year. So, if a Luna AMA ever happens, that would be um, amazing. And I have um some contacts who I know have worked with Luna in the past and what I hear is that their management is really picky about the opportunities that they let kind of Luna um do they're very they want to make sure that like basically that Luna is only going on like the best platforms um, mm-hmm. and or like really good platforms and it's really hard to get them to go on a smaller platform unless you have quite a good connection um yeah so we're trying, and um, I don't think, and we've tried to email them many times, um, but I think that if we're ever going to get Luna, it's going to have to be through a connection. So if any of you are listening to this podcast,
0: <laughs> have a connection, have any a
1: connection of our- to Luna's
2: management team,
1: just, to do just know me.
2: That, that our site, RKpop which has millions of unique visitors every month, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, english language visitors if you want to access the north american and european especially k-pop markets um you know k-pop fan markets please please come do an ama on our k-pop we'd be so happy to have them and as accommodating as we could possibly be
0: and also thank you Tuck, for saying that on our podcast the best way to outreach the most people as possible (laughs)
4: yeah the best way to (laughs) the korean entertainment industry execs you yes. know what? You
2: never know. <laughs> oh, who's K-pop you never K-pop know.
3: Podcasts.
2: You never know who's
3: yeah, listening. You never you listen. know, y'all. You never know. <laughs> okay. All right. On um, a more serious note, sort of away from the AMA part of our K-pop, you've sort of talked about the use of like mega threads in order to follow like really important news stories and everything. If you want to expand on that a little bit,
2: yeah. So when the Burning Sun scandal was happening, um, I can't take any credit for it. So I wasn't really involved in putting together the megathreads that we did have, but um, we recognized it as a really important news story that was ongoing in Korea. We recognized that there was a a massive interest also um, from Western K-pop bands to kind of try to understand what was going on. So a team of our moderators um, did amazing work collating basically all of the news stories that were coming out into over 30 megathreads, which um, Every few months or so, we still publish what we call a Burning Sun um, plus the Molka, so we call them Burning Molka megathreads um, and we have over 30 of them and we're still like, I think Burning Molka like 35 I think is being collated now um, in one of our Discord channels that we have in our mod Discord, um, so we're still updating on it. But when it was going on, it was kind of crazy mm-hmm. um, and we, we do megathreads for other events. But that's the one kind of news story that we had: successive, massive mega threads coming out like every exactly. three days and four days. And one of the most kind of um, not shocking, but really interesting things to hear um, was that journalists, professional journalists, were using our mega thread that we were, you know, putting sure. together that our moderators were putting together in their free time and spending so much time um, and energy and work collating. We're using those mega threads to help weave together the stories that they're publishing um, for you know, Western audiences, um, covering what I think was a really important story to cover, um, especially in a critical lens, um, and kind of using the mega threads that we were publishing to get a, to understand uh, uh, the bigger picture. So to just kind of see how the work that the RK-pop moderators do really does have quite a broad reaching impact on the broader kind of Western um, K-pop fandom uh, was really like fascinating um, mm-hmm. to learn about and to get to talk to journalists who were like, "Yeah, I totally use the the Mega Threads when I was trying to cover it um, and learn more and just keep track of what was going on." Because if you were on um, the K-pop internet, you know, last um, yeah, I guess it was two two winters ago, right? Um yeah. kind of started off in, in like January, so. this February feels
5: 2019.
2: feels like it was 10 years. Um, just, so so much has to...
5: happened between then and now. Yeah, oh
2: so God. it kind of kicked off in the beginning of 2019. And we just had so many successive um, mega threads and so much work was put in.
1: Yeah. Um,
2: I was always more focused on trying to organize AMAs and stuff like that. But a lot of our moderators did really amazing kind of work and research to get all that together um and mega threads are we, we normally yeah. have mega threads on our K-pop whenever there is kind of a big news story or, or event um but just really hearing about how those are used I, I think you guys have said that you you even if you're not yeah, a huge user you've, you've gone through the mega threads and stuff like that but it's definitely yeah. something that also when it was happening we noticed a kind of an uptick in our traffic stats um when the big stories were coming out just because people we we assumed were coming to to read our mega threads so that was definitely a, a big period of time in the um history of k pop
0: yeah i think it's just a testament to how big not just reddit but like you know how meant how much the internet is just used as like a news aggregator at this point specifically reddit because you know just the Specificity you can get with you know subreddits and specific like topics, and then specific mega threads. I know a lot of communities have like especially in recent events the the biggest one that I've seen is like the Super Smash Brothers community had the big mega thread when their whole Twitter debacle went down, and then you know there's like I think just and then yeah, definitely I know a lot of journalists used that mega thread to talk about what was going on in their community, and it's just like the influence of you know people who just put in the work to like you know just sift through you know how many garbage things to be like is this true is this not true we'll put it in a mega thread and people can find out and so it's kind of it's definitely just a here we have everything and this is just a list in a graph of everything that exists and you can just see it all and there's links to everything and then there's Seven hundred thousand comments underneath it of people just being like comments and opinions about it and it's just like all in just one place
5: it's that's just crazy yeah. My, yeah that's honestly one of my favorite things about reddit in general like being like that casual user um just like reading like the discussions but also just like like really admiring a lot of like the work certain like mods but also just certain people will go to to just collect as much information as they can to like help kind of help paint as close hopefully as close of an accurate story about what the heck is going on like whatever the mega thread is for you know um you know as as good as possible and i like and like yeah honestly the whole bernie Mokta, like um mega threads i was like i was like so impressed with like how not i was impressed in a way like with how well the mod, the the um K- the K-pop subreddit mods like executed all that, but also just like how they were able to get so much information. And the fact that there was so much information too was insane in and of itself. Um, with, with everything that went down with that, but um, it, it was just like a testament to like, dang, these guys got theirs. St- even if you, even if you know, maybe it didn't seem like they got this stuff together, that they, they really got their stuff together to like organize all this information. I was like mega impressed. And it was like helpful for me to follow everything that was going on. Cause I was paying attention to that
2: whole mm-hmm. news
5: cycle for a real long time. Um, I hats off to all the uh, yeah, our to all the K-pop are... subreddit mods that were involved with that. You, like, I don't know if you guys do end up watching this, but y'all did a fantastic oh, job. Oh yeah. We I
0: appreciate think, you with,
5: Like organizing that information. Honestly, I appreciate it.
3: So you had mentioned um, earlier that you had done a couple of different panels at KCON and I know that you have met a couple of K-pop artists there as well. So if there's anything sort of behind the scenes or just your experience being a KCON panelist that you want to talk about?
2: I mean, before we started recording this, you know, there was a question of how I met twice, which I actually didn't meet at KCON. I didn't meet them at KCON. So I'm happy to talk about who I met at KCON and also how I met. Twice, um, which would you like me to go through first? We'll do, let's,
4: do first let's do KCON, and then K-Con we'll first, and go from there. Yeah.
2: Okay. We can build up to to twice. So the first year that I went to KCON in 2018, um, because I had started organizing the AMAs, um, and because I know I knew that there was, um, you know that that our K-pop was quite ubiquitous, I would say, within the broader Western K-pop community fan community, lots of KCON attendees likely um, used RK-pop, knew what RK-pop was, because I, I I rarely do I meet a K-pop fan who's never like once set foot on our site, basically. I don't know if that sounds like quite pretentious no, or like not presumptuous, um, but yeah, okay. I, I feel like RK-pop was quite well known. So kind of in the lead up to KCON that year, after I'd become a moderator, I suggested that you know, we might as well email the KCON team um, and see if they would be interested in having us um, talk on a panel. Um, And yeah, so I ended up getting to go to KCON New York as a uh, special guest um, that year in 2018, which is the only one that I could go to. I couldn't make it to KCON LA. Um, And it was just a really crazy experience, I think, as my first KCON experience. Uh, I'd never been to KCon before. I just like known about it and seen vlogs and stuff like that. Um, And my first experience, I was like, you know, in the green room backstage for, you know, having like the experience that a lot of the influencers get to have, which was just really incredible. And I got to meet so many people um, through KCon. At that first KCon, I think the only idols that I met um, kind of backstage. Besides, I met a lot of YouTubers. Um, that's who I think the majority of the the guests are. So I know a lot of um, prominent YouTubers through KCON and through the panels that I've done at KCON, because they're often doing panels at the same time. Um, but I did meet Grace, so Grazy Grace, who is a rapper um, in the Korean. Mm-hmm k mm-hmm. industry, I don't know if you call a her a up k- k- artist, um, but she she was there and she was one person that I, I did meet um, backstage, which was quite cool. And I had also met um, Alex Reed, possibly from- Oh, okay, Raya. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so it was, it was crazy, like, getting to meet these, like, her, who I had seen, like, you know, in YouTube videos and read lots of news articles about um, mm-hmm. getting to meet her. And then of course, like some of the best parts about it were we're getting to meet um, YouTubers, um, a lot of YouTubers. The, the first people that I met, because we were like the earliest people in the green room, uh, the first people to show up, uh, were, besides myself, were uh, your sweet guys. I don't know if you're familiar with the YouTube channel your sweet guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they're the nicest, most lovely, most passionate um, K-pop fans out there. They're so funny. They deemed me, like, at the second I stepped in, I was like, you guys are so cool. And they're like, that's cool, Tucker. You can be our sweet girl. And I was like, great. <laughs> um, so that's that's the nickname for me. Um, and I got to hang out with them a lot um, during my first KCON, which was really great. Um, so then going into my second experience, second and third experience at KCON, which were KCON New York and KCON LA in summer 2019, where I did three panels at each of them. So, really ramping up kind of what I had done um, in the previous year. Um, so, I basically started reaching out to people who I'd met at previous K Cons, uh, at the previous K I'd been to, and people who I'd worked with online to organize some panels. So, my first year, the only panel I did was called Behind the Scenes of Online K up Communities. And I did that with Jenny Ja, who um, worked for many years for Zumbi, Uh and kind of looked more at the, the fan community side on the Soompi website. So it's kind of like the perspective from K pop and then also the perspective from, you know, like an established news website. Um, and we did that panel last summer with um, a representative from, she no longer works for Soompi, but we also did it with a representative who was working from Amino last summer, which was really cool. So to talk about like, you know, Amino, Soompi and Reddit all at the same time. Um, Sorry, and then I did it at LA with just Jenny again. And then um, I organized, because I had gotten to know a lot of journalists, um, I guess, at the previous KCON and also kind of throughout the year because the journalists are you know posting the news articles that end up on our site and it's just like a constant back and forth. And sometimes they contact us about an article or how an article is posted. Um, or like, the caption or, like, wanting to know whether or not something should be posted, stuff like that. So I'd gotten to know quite a number of journalists, and I decided that because we kind of act as, like, the news aggregator, that it would be quite fun um, if I could moderate a panel with the journalists. Um, so I ended up planning a panel called Breaking News in K-pop, and breaking news was meant to have the double entendre of both as in breaking news, like news stories, but also the act of breaking news, like being a journalist and breaking the news to, to, to the world, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I ended up moderating that panel and had um, Jeff Benjamin on it and Tamar Herman um, and some other quite prominent K-pop journalists. Um, like Western K-pop journalists, and also had, uh, I don't know if you guys know, Balloon Wanted, a, a Twitter user who oh, does yeah. um, oh, mm-hmm.
3: Yes. Mm-hmm.
2: Korean English translations. They have tens of thousands of followers, and they're one of the biggest like translation news translation accounts, so kind of hitting it at it from all angles. So we talked a lot about scandals in K-pop and stuff like that, and how those news stories are handled by um, the Western media, and how we handle the news stories on our K-pop, but I was mostly acting as a moderator, so I asked most of the questions. Um, and that was a really like fun panel and quite a popular panel last summer as well, um, because I think a lot of people at KCON are interested in the idea of like becoming a K-pop journalist. Um, so I'm not a K-pop journalist myself. I sometimes joke that I'm a semi-professional K-pop journalist <laughs> because I moderate the panels and I organize interviews. So I don't actually do the interviewing. Um, Mm -hmm. and of course it's not my job. Um, I'm just a volunteer, but, uh, that was quite a fun panel to do. And then my favorite panel was basically, um, so a a good friend of mine who I had met at KCON New York in 2018, um, who is my friend that I mentioned that worked for Hello82, who had been working for Hello82 and had worked for a number of um, K-pop companies. I think they used to work for Mnet, like Mnet in America, um, and had a lot of crazy stories about interacting with um, K-pop entertainment companies. And also myself, because I had a lot of fun interactions with K-pop entertainment companies, as I've expressed to you all (laughs) here, thought that it would be quite fun to kind of plan a panel. we called it Idle Connection. And the mm-hmm. idea was that we would tell stories and then the audience would have to guess who the story was about.
1: Ooh. <laughs> so I
2: actually, on that panel, I've told a lot of the stories that I've told you guys um, here, um, the ones that I had at that time and some other ones. Um, and then we would like take turns telling stories and then the audience would have to guess. I got to do it with my friend, um, in LA, but they were double booked actually by KCON for the one in New York. So the organizers of KCON New York suggested that Courtney, who was on the um, behind the scenes of online K-pop communities panel with me, who worked for Amino, um, (laughs) do the panel with me, and who also used to work for Soompi. So we have plenty of stories for the New York panel as well over both. Courtney and I got to talk about our stories, basically describing interactions with idols and also um, more often than not with the different entertainment companies um, and have people play a fun guessing game where they got to guess um, what what idol or entertainment company we were talking about. If you guys want, I can tell you the best story that I have. Oh, <laughs> um,
1: please. From please,
2: that. just that and, that and not sell Senor. I, I think you guys are going to have to guess, though
5: okay. We'll play along, bro.
2: You might know the I don't know if you're going to know the answer, okay? So let me see hmm. if I can pull hmm. pull this out of my idle connection brain. How did I tell the story? I definitely wrote an outline, but I'm not going to take the time to find that outline right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, like for the panel, but the story basically goes. So my friend, Jude, the one who worked for Hello82 was actually um, quite involved with this, but Let's see, how did it start? Okay, so here's how the story starts. So I'm emailing this idols manager. This is a um, someone who I want to organize an AMA with them. I think they would be a really good candidate for doing an AMA. Um, and I hadn't heard anything back from them after like a couple initial emails for a couple days. Um, I think it had actually been about a week. And I'm sitting down. Um, for dinner with some friends in a Nando's. I sit down in Nando's with a big group of my friends, like 10 friends, and I open, um, and this is right when I, like in the first year that I had been organizing. So I really hadn't had that many interactions with idols or entertainment companies by this time. And I decided to open KakaoTalk for some reason. I don't know what came over me. I don't open KakaoTalk that, o- that often. And in my KakaoTalk from like a couple hours ago, I have Kakao messages sitting in my inbox from the idol who I had been trying to organize the A with. <laughs> and I'm like, holy crap, there was a K-pop idol in my DMs <laughs> messaging me. And I opened the messages and it's like, Hey Tucker, sorry, I had to get your number from so-and-so, my friend who worked for Hello82. Like, I hope you don't mind me texting you here. I thought it would be easier. Um like my manager is busy with other stuff right now and I just want to organize with you this with you quickly. And I'm like, wait, so you asked someone for my number? <laughs> like <laughs> um, um, wait, you you pop idol asking your friend for my number. I don't understand what's going on here. What? <laughs> so I <laughs> like started freaking out. I'm like, oh my god, I've opened it in Kakao Talk. They've seen that I opened the messages. I have to respond quickly because, like, I don't <laughs> want to leave them on red. Like, what's going on? I don't
4: <laughs> want to leave a K-pop bottle on red. I don't <laughs> want to leave, a oh. <laughs> leave them hanging. I've,
2: I've never had this. Can't do that.
0: This is the unique <laughs> <laughs> problem I've I I, I,
2: I, like, I'm with 10 friends, you know, clearly before COVID times. This is 2018. I stand up, I'm like, guys, I just, I need a second. I need to, like, get up. I need, I need, need, help. I need <laughs> help,
5: I need <laughs> like, help. I, I need to I like, later.
2: <laughs> Classically, I think by the door of a bathroom, I think that's where I go and I need to deal with K-pop things. I um, think As we really discussed, <laughs> And I'm like, uh, 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 yes, thank you for contacting
0: me. <laughs> of course, yes, um, definitely.
2: So yeah. The, the, the be all end all of the story is who do you think? Uh, and we ended up organizing Did the AMA an AMA. Go and it was, yeah, the AMA went through. And, oh, um, good.
1: Mm.
2: I'll give you a all clue. Right. That person has since done multiple AMAs on RK pop since I've been organizing
1: uh-huh.
5: them. Is okay. it a soloist? <laughs> do they speak English?
2: Yeah, they speak English. Oh, they all, <laughs> okay, 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 okay. all in English. Okay, 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 okay. All right. Um, and yeah, that that was my story. It was the first time I ever like.
4: Let's go through the AMA
0: list. So who do, do I think all all? just
3: decided to not go <laughs> through their manager and just DM
0: you personally? It's just like, hey, what's up? I what's thought up? you know it'd be easier if I just DM'd you personally. Why don't I just it you it. call it out? Oh, I know.
4: I think I know. My I think I know. Speak. I think I know. I think I Before you
2: say it, before you say it, I will I will read the actual like first messages. You still you have them? Well, yeah, I mean, they're on my, like, phone. Oh. Oh, oh okay. <laughs>
1: um,
2: do I have the ones before, or have they been fleeted because I have a new phone? Oh. Hi, Tucker. Nice to meet you. It's Blank. I got your cacao ID through. <laughs> yeah. So was, that, that was the introduction okay. that they had to ask for, you know, my cacao ID from a friend. All right. So.
0: can I Can I guess first? I'm gonna that's say, different. it's Kevin Woo. That's, it's that was, that's
2: what I was gonna say. Kevin, Woo. Kevin seems like Kevin that Woo insane. That sounds, like a, Kevin, sounds like,
4: Kevin. Sound like a Kevin Woo story. This, we, is right? Right?
2: this is a Kevin Woo story, you're right. Yes! Oh,
4: yeah. That, is, <laughs> yeah. that sounds okay. like a Kevin Once Woo I story. Saw,
0: I was looking <laughs> through, I saw Kevin, and was like, hmm, Kevin's kind of crazy. Then I saw Kevin twice, and I was like, hmm, this is Kevin <laughs>
4: is that crazy.
0: Kevin, Kevin would do that. And that's why I love him. <laughs>
2: Kevin is great. Kevin is I love so Kevin.
0: nice. I love Kevin. I love Kevin, Kevin so
4: looks like a sweetheart.
2: Kevin is Kevin is so nice. Yeah. Okay. Um, that is
0: amazing. I think I love that story. My story. <laughs> <laughs> that's my
5: favorite story. Ukes. That's so OG beautiful group right there. Right, he's from Ukes, right? Yeah. yeah. So he was from Ukes. Yeah. um He's OG he? group right there. That's like an OG.
2: Yeah, I basically I kept asking Kevin. I'm going through the the messages. <laughs> I'm like, um, are you sure you want me to keep? I said, Would you like me to like to text here, or should I contact you back with the information through your email? He's like, Cacao is more convenient for me. Smiley face.
1: Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love this. Anyway, you just said I,
2: everything. I, I do oh, want to no, I do want to clarify for your for your podcast viewers. I did ask Kevin if it was okay with him for me to tell the story, like okay, take on and okay. stuff like that. So he did. He did sign off on it as a as an appropriate story that I could tell.
0: I, um, I imagine, of he course, just, I want to
2: respect like the privacy of, oh, yeah, yeah. That makes of, sense. of. the artists and stuff like that. So that is something in that
0: my head, Kevin thinks I've that's evolved. completely normal and has no problem with it. He's just like, yeah, I just you know, it was just easier. It's <laughs> so just easier.
3: It's, it's let just more. Let me just DM him. i gonna slide into it. the DMs of the R. K. Pop man.
0: Yeah, in my head, he he sees that as completely fine and doesn't have a problem with it, and I think that makes it better.
3: Yeah, infinitely
4: mm-hmm. better.
2: There's a really, I, so I finally met Kevin in person, uh, at KCON LA last year, and we were, we were chatting a bit we got to hang out a bit at the, like the first night of KCON LA in a really dark concert room. So there's a photo of Kevin and I, but it's super blurry and super dark. And I'm mm-hmm. wearing a, one of my other friends, rainbow jackets yes. <laughs> in, the, in the photo. We also got Kevin to post memes on RK pop for um April Fool's Day when we first oh, did that's the a, April Fool's I Bowl love that so beautiful. much. Um But his memes didn't weren't that popular. <laughs>
0: oh, <laughs> Were no. they not <laughs> enough? You need better memes. You win some, you lose I don't some. Think
2: we we're super into them. And I don't think they Aww. I think they also didn't realize that it was him posting the memes. I mean it was like from his official account on Reddit, but like Yeah, still, I don't really check kind of like, looks you're that. not like checking to see who what the account is. Yeah, on,
0: on Reddit, you don't yeah, really yeah. see users. But I thought it would somebody. have been a quite
2: yeah. funny thing for, for Kevin to do something <laughs> like Kevin, for April Fool's Day, we're letting people post memes. Do you want to post memes? I've really gone really quite roundabout because you asked me which artists have I met at KCON, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So that same night, actually, um, at KCON LA, that I met Kevin um, finally in person for the first time. I don't know if you're going to include, include the whole story about me meeting Kevin and there being yeah. a very blurry photo. Yes, yeah. yes. um, <laughs> but so the same night that I met KCON, that I was at KCON and I met Kevin, which was KCON rookies. So it was like the first night. Um, AB6 performed. Ooh. and i was in the they have like a, a vip section they had like at most of the um they always have it at like the the first night concert so like not the big stadium concerts mm-hmm. but like at the k-con rookies ones or like the the k club k-con night right um so i was in the vip section with like all of the other like panel guests um, and there's a great cast of characters who are panel guests every year because it's not just YouTubers; it's like a lot of people, like me, who aren't famous at all in any way, <laughs> okay. um, who you know just are regular panelists and have panels that they come to do at KCon. So I'm milling around, right? So I'm milling around at the like the VIP section at KCon rookies, and um, I just went up, you know talking to people, people are introducing themselves to each other, and I decided to go up and introduce myself to um, th- this woman who is was standing uh, there, kind of at the back, just because I'm being friendly, like I am. Um, and it ended up being the wife of Reimer, who's the CEO of Brand New oh. Music.
3: Oh, wow.
2: Oh my goodness. <laughs> um, and Reimer was like also there, and I I met him tangentially, but I mostly talked to um, his wife. Um, and I was talking to her, and we were talking, and she's like, what do you think about AB6? And, like, picking her brain to, like, figure out what <laughs> <laughs> you're thinking about AB6. Um, and Jeff Benjamin came over, and um, Jeff and I were talking to her for quite a while, and then when the concert was over, she's like, do you guys want to come backstage and meet the boys, <laughs> Basically. Oh, my God. So Jeff and I went backstage, and Jeff is like, I'm Jeff. Like, I guess he had interviewed them previously and they were like, hi Jeff. And I'm like, <laughs> I introduced myself in Korean. Right. Cause that's what I, that's, mm-hmm. that's kind of my USB mm-hmm. because almost none of the Western journals actually speak Korean.
1: Mm-hmm. Right.
2: But I speak Korean. So like when I met twice, which is a story that I can get to. Yes, please. I was there backstage with like three other journalists and they're all speaking English. And I'm like, I just leave with Korean. So I live with Korean and I, Got to chat very briefly to um, AB6 after the concert. I think they were really tired, to be honest. But that makes sense. um,
1: (laughs) They were really
2: friendly and happy to pose for a selfie, which was nice. And it's on my Instagram. I don't know if you guys have seen that post before. Maybe I think so.
4: I think so. When we follow you on Instagram.
2: Um. One thing. So I think I didn't really get to meet them. I didn't meet them, but. At KCON LA, um, I was walking around backstage, um, like backstage behind, like in the main exhibition hall with some of my other friends who were also panelists. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be very honest, it was because we knew that Luna had their fan signing coming up. We wanted to see if we could spy them backstage coming out. <laughs> We did, and we watched them. We were like standing like 10 feet away from wow. them. Wow. And we watched Luna walk out to their fans. <laughs> That's event. Such an orbit. And,
4: I mean, I and, did the same thing when I saw SF9 and, run in there. So I was just kind of standing there.
2: And you know, like um, that famous video clip, Luna video clip, with like Kim Lip seeing the mom meme at k And someone's yeah. like the mom meme. And she's like, yeah. No,
1: no.
3: <laughs> She's like a <So>,
2: curse. <laughs> literally, we were standing like that's the event where we were standing like right behind the curtains, um, oh just my kind God. of wandering around, milling around backstage because we knew that Luna was about to pop up there. <laughs> so they oh popped up God. there, and that's like you know, ten minutes before the the classic mom meme. Luna oh, meme. Oh, poor soul,
5: She was so tortured by it. Um,
2: <laughs> also have actually met? I met Esna. So, Esna is someone else who I had organized an AMA with um, separately through Connections. And yeah, I got to meet Esna eventually at KCON last summer, which was really great. Um, and I'm a fan of a lot of her music, um, and she has such a great voice. So, that was another idol that I got to meet. And if you guys are unfamiliar with Esna, she um, is really famous for collaborating with Mamamoo on one of their early tracks. Um, because yeah. She's a solo artist. Yeah.
5: Oh, I think
1: Um, I know who you're talking about. Okay. Who else
2: have I met? I've met, look, I've met a lot of not a lot, but I have started, I think I've maybe started to lose track of like soloists or like um,
1: just because there's there's a lot of people who
2: are KCON guests who are arguably K-pop idols, arguably not K-pop idols. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. like. I depends on what you consider. Like I know all the from Trophy Cat, which is like they're they're mm. like. Are they idols? I don't like Aura right. and Friday. Like they have they're like GJs and I guess Aura is an idol. Aura is super nice. Um, so I met soloists and stuff like that. But a lot of people who are not necessarily as popular. In the West, you do end up, like, coming as a um, K-pop artist. Oh, I forgot one of the... I forgot a great story. Okay. So, at KCON New York, um, if any of you... Were any of you at KCON New York last year?
4: No, no. I couldn't go. No.
2: Okay. No. Nah, so, one of the headline guests at KCON New York last year was Jong Up from BAP.
4: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um.
2: And so we decided that it would be a great idea to organize an AMA with Jong-up and Jun and Min, who there were the three of them. So Jun Kurian, Jong-up, oh, and yes. Min, who mm-hmm. is the producer, were putting out songs together at the time. Mm-hmm. So we organized an AMA with them, and I was like, you know what's a great idea? We're going to do the AMA at KCON in between, oh, like, oh, the no. panels.
4: Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it seems
2: like...
0: Not enough time.
2: That
4: seems like hell. Well,
2: because the panels end at like the the panel closes at like five, right? And then they give time Mm -hmm. for everyone to like go get dinner or whatever, kick on New York because the concert doesn't start till seven or eight or something like that. Yeah. So I think we scheduled the AMA for six p.m. like six p.m. to seven p.m. So we're like we're gonna go get it set up and I they wanted to film it and I was like you know I will go there and help you guys get it set up on your computer um and help you film it right and we we're trying to figure out how to film it and they decided that the best way to film it is to instagram live it right oh. so my other oh. friend in the room who's th- the one who had the connection with um jong of june and min and she's like reading out the questions to them so they can like sit together on the bed in their hotel room while i sit there for an hour with my elbow on like on a chair in my hand holding a phone like like insta-living the oh, entire my AMA.
5: oh my god! Oh wow!
2: That's
1: that's amazing. <laughs>
2: so I was the I was tripod. The the I mean, tripod. you're probably like so. If someone's listening to this, they're probably like, "How do you lose track?" I'm like, "This is how I lose track because I forget stories like this where I'm like
4: the tripod, the tripod
2: for <laughs> John Ops AMA, um, in June and and then um during Cake on New York in like the two hours between." Like, we, the panels ended for the day. We went to their hotel room. We're all sitting in their hotel room, like one of their hotel rooms. I'm sitting on like the desk chair with my elbow like perched and my arm is like dying after like holding up the phone because like there's lots of fans that are like asking questions. Um, People are asking questions and we even got them to answer some of the questions that were coming on the InstaLive. Like, for all the the dear InstaLive viewers, and we're like desperately trying to make sure that it was. Recording the screen and it wasn't, so we like oh. we lost the video, um, but I mean it was still good like to have that as a as a live at the time when it happened, um, and the the funny thing about that about KCON New York last year is people kept talking to me like, oh oh our K-pop you you guys are having that live event with jong up like <laughs> later because <laughs> people knew that the AMA was happening, um, yeah, that's another person. Who's like That's definitely cool. really been in the industry that I've met um hmm. not a lot of k-pop stars are really panelists, right? so they're normally mm-hmm. there to do perform to mm-hmm.
1: perform, and
2: mm-hmm. the panelists don't have any generally mm-hmm. substantial interaction with the uh, performers unless they're being asked to interview them, so sometimes the panelists will be asked to be the interviewers. Um, for them, and I never got asked to do that. One time, they asked me to promote the T-shirt <laughs> on my Instagram because my, you know, my 1,500 followers on Instagram were good enough for KCON to promote their T-shirt on. <laughs> that's, that's nice. the most I've ever nice. been, been really called on from KCON to promote their
1: content. Sam, <laughs> <laughs> look at um, you.
2: Um, so I guess the last story that you guys have asked me to tell is how I met Twice. So basically, because last summer at KCON, I was doing the panel Breaking News and K-Pop with a bunch of journalists, right? Um, so I spent a lot of time talking to journalists, and a lot of the journalists actually live in New York City. And mm-hmm. I happened to be doing an internship in New York City at the time, nothing to do with the K-Pop industry. I was just doing an internship in New York City um, last summer, so I was back in the States. Um, and I was talking to Jeff quite a bit, who I know quite well. Um, and. We kept saying that we had to meet up. We had to, like, get dinner or something after, like, both of us were working one day. Um, So we were, like, planning on getting dinner. Like, finally got to the week that we were planning on getting dinner. And, like, um, the week before we were meant to get dinner, Jeff texts me. He's like, Tucker, I know this is quite last minute. um, But are you available on Sunday for a TWICE concert? Uh, Mm -hmm. Like, TWICE lights in Newark. And I knew that the concert was happening. I didn't have tickets to go or anything like that. He's like, yeah, my plus one cancelled on me. Um do you would you want to do that instead of dinner? And I'm like sure. <laughs> I'll do that. <laughs> Sounds great. Um and I had no expectations. I thought I was just going to the concert like to be Jeff's plus one because he gets tickets because, you know, he was gonna write up a review of the concert probably. Um uh, and because he gets, you know, invited to these things by concert promoters and stuff like that as quite a prominent K-pop journalist. Um, I had no expectation of meeting Twice but when this started, right? Um, And one, I'll give you some highlights of the concert. Um, It was an amazing concert. I was dying dying for them to play my favorite, unironically favorite Twice song, which is BDZ because I think it's like the catchiest thing in the world. Are you guys familiar with BDZ? I I,
4: I know that song. uh,
2: Because like a bulldozer, like a tank, like Like a soldier. Like a (laughs) tank, like a um, soldier. And they did BDZ. They played BDZ. And And I was like, I really, I was like, my expectation was like, I will be happy if TWICE performs BDZ. Because I didn't have any expectation for them to do it because it's one of their Japanese singles. But mm -hmm. they performed the Korean version of BDZ at TWICE, Lights in New York. I was so happy. uh, Wow. Um, And... Then at the, and we had really, really good seats as well. We were like, like amazing seats right in the center. Um, It was like seated seats, right? Um, Mm -hmm. And at the Prudential Center in Newark, which is like where KCON New York had happened in 2018, not in
4: 2019. Yeah, they Um, just switched, they just moved.
2: And it was like, it was, it was very, it was a great concert. I felt, like, kind of naked because I didn't have a, a twice light stick and, like, nearly everyone there had a twice light stick. <laughs>
5: um
2: And this was when Mina was on a hiatus, so there was a lot of really touching tributes to Mina during the concert as well. Everyone yeah. turning their light sticks, the Mina color, and stuff like that. Um, anyways, at the end of it, um, people are sort of, like, filtering out and um, this Korean guy in a suit comes up to, like, kind of, like, signal, like, points at Jeff from like a distance, he's like, like gives him like the wait signal, like, you know, finger up. Um, and people are filtering out, and then like Jeff and I go over, to, like, talk to this guy, and he's like, um, so like, do you want to come like backstage? <laughs> like to, you know, to to say hi. And we're like, yes, yes, we would like that. There are also some other journalists there, and we're kind of just all waiting and excited, and there's different groups. Um of people there who went in and talked to Twice. And I was with basically it was me and three other journalists. Um, it was rather really two journalists and two plus ones. I was one of the plus ones. And then actually the other <laughs> journalist had brought another journalist, was a plus one. So it was me and three journalists. Um, and we were like the last group to go in and say hi to Twice. And they had been greeting people. Um, and we, Basically, got actually a really decent amount of time to just chat with them and take selfies with them. I think we were probably in with them, like the four of us, and twice for about five minutes. Um oh, wow. which I consider a pretty decent amount of time oh, if wow, you yeah. into, like a band yeah. signing. Um and all the journalists like spoke to the in English are like, you know, congratulations! Great concert. Like that's saying <laughs> <laughs> And I like go on and I'm like, congratulations in great concert but in Korean because I'm too stunned to say anything else and I don't remember like (laughs) most of what I said Um, and we all got to take turns taking photos with TWICE as well Um, and I really I needed to if you look at my photo versus Jeff's photo that was posted Mm -hmm. on the same night so this is like end of July 2019 um, on both of our Instagrams you can see that Jeff has much more experience taking photos with K-pop idols than I do. Because Jeff, like, feel like, I don't know how to describe it. He like, you know, like put one hand forward and one hand back, and like go like ah, and then he like encourages everyone else to like do the same, and everyone's like super animated. Whereas in my photo was twice, I'm just like smiling, and I like did a peace sign, and they're all like smiling, doing peace signs. Because <laughs> I think that it really depends on who's like the person posing with them, and they kind of. Like, for each of the photos that they had taken that night, and most of them are on social media. Like, mm-hmm. whoever was posing with them, they kind of just, like, emulated, like, what the pose was that the mm-hmm. the person was doing, and, like, the energy level. That's but funny. I was just really happy to be there, and it was Hell yeah. super it cool, it it, super nice, and, like, shorter than I expected, <laughs> I would say. Um, <laughs> I'm not a super tall guy. I'm about 178 centimeters. I'm assuming Mm -hmm. you guys speak centimeters in the context of K-pop, because that's generally Mm -hmm. what things are listed as. Yes. Yes. Um, And I'm standing next to Zoey in the photo, so you can see Mm -hmm. the height comparison. And I'm obviously not... I wasn't wearing heels. They weren't wearing heels. There's no heel action going on.
5: (laughs) (laughs) you are in like, nice white sneakers. I'm like, those are so pristine. They're wearing lovely,
2: nice white sneakers. There's a Pepsi vending machine on the left. You can see it's that's Jeff actually standing on the right. Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: Oh.
2: Yeah. You 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 see what I'm saying? Like the difference between Jeff's picture and my picture, right? Yeah, it's oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> Hey,
5: you know what? You you look like an adorable little
1: schoolboy. Aww. I'm serving
2: like, you that schoolboy fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, <it's> perfect.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> I know
2: it, it. it was just a very kind of shocking time because I, <laughs> I didn't really have any expectation and it was just um, they were so nice and I think abused used by me i think it was probably quite entertaining in that they don't get to speak to many like journalists or people who are intro- introduced to them as journalists because that's how we were basically introduced um who speak korean well enough to like actually hold a conversation mm-hmm. <laughs> so um it was really glad i got to chat with them even though it was you know Short and but to be honest, I can't really tell you what we talked about because I was so overwhelmed with oh, the whole thing. It was like it's sensory overload. I know I was yeah. there, I know I was chatting with them, but it is mostly a blur. Um okay. but yeah, that was a good time. That's and right. twice are yeah, definitely the the most prominent idols that I've met, and it was totally just a random like two days beforehand coincidence. And I think of my friends think that I must have like, you know, amazing connections and plan out all of these meetings like well in advance. And most of the time, like I've told you guys with meeting AB6 and meeting twice backstage, they're both kind of like random situations. Jeff was there for both of them, strangely enough, but uh, for unrelated that's reasons. That's
1: your
4: connection. That's the connection. The connection,
2: connection. is Jeff. It's Jeff. It's- um, but of course, like most of the other titles that I talked about, meaning Jeff had Jeff wasn't in the picture, so it is just random times with random people, mm-hmm. um, and yeah. So I hope you all have enjoyed picking my brain as to how our. This is and very this fun. This, this so is so experience. much more. more like, are you kidding? This is I great. love this. This is the best. I'm glad I convinced you to let me on your podcast. I'm a big. Oh, there fan was of very
4: convincing needed in the no knee-slapping
2: There was no we, need. We, were, we were
4: surprised you, you said suck. yes. You. We yeah, were and like.
3: Interest
2: and you...
4: and
3: we like, "Wait, like, do you seriously wait, want like, to be on the podcast? Because we'd we we love, you love to have you here. here. Well, I was,
1: we
4: we <laughs> thought you I were kidding. Because I, we were like, we don't have clout. Like, I think you could get on a bigger pod. I. Doug, you could get I on a much bigger podcast. You could get on a much bigger, like, we are I mean, I have
2: been on nobody's. bigger podcasts. I mean, I was you on,
1: have.
2: <laughs> I have already. I just enjoy being on podcasts and I haven't been yeah. on one in a while. So I was like, you guys yeah, are my friends I and I wanted to.
1: Aww. Aww.
2: You. You know, this is I, awesome. <laughs> I, awesome I enjoy I enjoyed chatting with you on a regular basis. Um, and I just wanted to be on a podcast. Oh, and okay. any podcast Yay. would do. And one with lovely people, of course. <gasps> is
1: Yay. It would be my
2: first choice over one with bigger <laughs> clout. So I, I, I just, I want to be on a podcast so I can tell fun stories and make people laugh. And-
3: this was really fun. Oh, this really was fun, fun. Not, we'll be
4: sure to have you back for more. Yeah. I think we're, we're going to do maybe a second. I'm not looking second.
2: for clout through
3: podcasts.
2: Please define clout. The best please place. Please do follow me at Tucker World on Instagram. <laughs> and at Tucker World underscore on Twitter.
3: So thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Knee Slapping K-Pop podcast. Um, We are now on Spotify, finally, and Google Mm -hmm. Podcasts and Apple Podcasts and all of the other podcasting sites now. Um, If you're listening to us on one of their, we also have a YouTube channel where we post all of our podcast episodes along with um, really fun, like, clip ranking videos every week now that we're having a lot of fun making. We also have a Twitter at Newslap and K-pop, and we also recently started an Instagram, which is mostly going to be a collective K-pop collection Instagram that uh, we are now going to start posting on more. Now that everyone has gotten their Lucy albums, <laughs> is what we were waiting on. But um uh, thank you for watching this episode, and thank you so much, Chuck, for being a guest on this podcast. We had a lot of fun doing this.
2: Hell oh, yeah! Thank, thank you, you so, so much, much for having me. I had an absolute blast.
3: I'm glad you and had fun. I would love to be back because, for more episodes yes, as soon as possible. Yes, will be. We you will invite be. you for more.
2: Please do me, invite me back. I'm very excited to do All Stars of K-Pop with you.
3: Yes. All right. Um. And we will see you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye.
2: Bye.